guessing we all saw uh, what happened in uh, America, right? Yes. Like, yeah, what, yeah, I think it was the night before. A group of like really dedicated uh, Trump supporters or white people, as some people might like to call them. Uh, like, terrorists. Uh, <laughs> domestic terrorists. Yep, domestic yep. terrorists. I mean... Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess you can call them that. No, yes. L- literal yes. term. Do you know entering the federal building is a criminal offence? Welcome. Exactly. They're domestic uh, terrorists. They need to be called for what they are. Domestic terrorists. Not. So what do you guys think about that then? Because like, for some reason, people keep comparing it to the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah, I don't think it should be. I, I can see why yeah. it was at the beginning. And even I was, I was like, oh, well, if these were black people, I mean, like, because the security outside the Congress building during BLM was so different compared to obviously what happened the other night. So at first I can see the sort of urge to um, compare it to BLM, but it's completely different. Mm. Black, black, black people are protesting to not be killed for their rights to be protected. And these guys are protesting because they lost. Or they can't accept that they lost. Yeah, they can't accept yeah. that they lost. So, um, so yeah, I don't think it should be compared because they're two very different things, very different causes. Hmm. Oh, they're protesting because Donald J. Trump told them to do so. Wait, how, how did he tell them to do so? He's had a tweet, like his first tweet, right? Well, no, not only did he make tweets, he made an announcement urging them on. You have to read between the lines. Yeah. He says, he says it, but he doesn't say it. You see what I mean? Okay, but I'm, I'm more interested in what he actually said mm-hmm. than what he implied. Yeah, we've been talking about how the election, election was supported for like months. A month, you know, yeah. constantly telling them, constantly telling the American public that the civil democracy is in danger, constantly telling them and urging them on, like this is your your democracy is in danger, X Y Z. So what do you think they did? They literally did what they think is best for them to do: storm mm-hmm. the Capitol building and take back their democracy. That is what they were shouting at, and they did what is perfect for them to do, i.e go back, go to where the democracy and law, the Senate House, mm. and take it over, take mm. back their democracy. And that is what they feel. They felt threatened by the fact that, you know, the words of our democracy has been stolen. And this is normal. I, mean, I don't know why everyone is surprised. This is, <laughs> this happens almost, <laughs> this happens almost every single century in American life, whereby a group of white people will be egged on by the, by the leader or court-like hero to go and commit acts of violence. They've, they've been doing it since the inception of America. I think COVID is definitely uh, amplifying a lot of these, um, what's this, behaviors. Because it's mm. like, um, mm. like everyone wants to, like, I don't know if it's if it's boredom or if it's uh, like a fear of death or something. Like, oh yeah, it's almost the end of the world, so like 
Mm. F it. Let me just, you know, do something. Let me go out there. Let me, you know, fight for my freedom. Let me fight for democracy. Like, and the, the interesting thing is like most of these Trump supporters are like conspiracists. Like, yeah. Did you see, did yeah. you see that, that one of them was wearing a top saying camp, camp outfits? What? Yeah, no. these are like, these are white supremacists. That's and that, they're white supremacists. That's what they need to be called for. Wait, these are American. Oh my lord! One of them was wearing camp outfits, and then one of them was wearing six WM. I did six uh, WE or something, which I didn't understand. Uh, no, six ME, something like that. And it was basically six million wasn't enough, as in the six million people that died, six million Jews that died. It was like basically like six six M W E or something like that, and that's basically what it stands for. What the? I was like, Jesus, these these are like proper like neo Nazis. These are white supremacists. They're like the extreme of the extreme mm. out there protesting. Wow. Uh, well, they well, call it a protest. Also, but, isn't um, that also a sign of how like Americans? It's not just they don't know their own history. Clearly, they also don't know history. Full stop. Oh no, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Like what? <laughs> I know. Yeah, so still, they're still sort of lingering, like clinging on to that whole chant of like "Make America Great Again," like that whole mm. mantra. Well, that's that's their that's their main mantra, right? That's what's on the yeah. red cap, right? The yeah, they're still wear, they were all still wearing the cap, weren't they? Yeah, and some of them had like the cute unknown shirts on as Did well. You see the guy with the um the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy with the Viking costume. Uh, like so true. That was so it was it was I mean, it was surreal. Like I could not believe that was actually happening. Mm. I think the the great thing was though that they didn't manage to touch any of the votes, like the electoral ballads, whatever. Were Which I don't understand. Like what what were they trying to achieve, really? Because, yeah, they, they didn't manage to touch that. So I'm, I'm guessing the, the point was they were trying to delay the decision, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they, they got what they wanted. They did get delayed for a bit. Yeah, for like, how long? Like for, for a couple of hours, though. Yeah, a couple of hours, yeah. And then the thing is, their argument was like, oh, no, we wanted to like do that or like send a message, whatever. Some of those people were trying to nick stuff from the White House. No, some of them, they did. That's <laughs> like of people like no, no, no. the podium and stuff. Yeah, the statues and everything. Yeah, it's funny because they oh. were. They, you, I bet you those same people that just took them were the same ones that were moaning about like all the looting that was going on during Black Lives Matter when there was yeah. like fires were set and all this. I bet they're the same people that were complaining about that that are out there now looting stuff from the building. Well, that's the thing. Like, oh yeah. Of course, because like they're on the other side of, like it's two different ideologies, right? Like it's the right mm. versus the left or whatever. Because mm. isn't this what caused the last civil war as well in America? Like uh, the North saying like they should free the slaves, and then the South saying no, we still want slaves, and then they had a fight. Maybe. Like that's probably. I'm not very like I don't know the details. Yeah, like I say that that sounds yeah that lines up with the, the American. I, mean, I hope someone corrects me if I'm wrong, but that's my understanding yeah. of it. Yeah, it was the North that wanted. I think you're right. Yeah. 
No, the North that wanted the free South was like, yeah, we kind of like these. Mm-hmm. That's, um, another thing. Go on, Carl. I'm pretty sure it's down south. That's quite racist, right? Yeah. Like, hey, like I think another, like you said, like couple things. We're just this is just getting escalated because of the time we're in now. Mm-hmm. I think a constant sense of, like tribalism, like and stuff. Like people are like they're not taught like nuance or like the over. Is it Overton window? Some, someone's good at philosophy. <laughs> One of you can do. That. And like how everyone just sees left, right, good, bad. It's like. Let's use the UK, conservative labor, because yeah. that's it, the other parties are relevant, but like it's literally one side or the other. Yeah. And it's like these things are not simple. These things are not exactly, left. Yeah. Well, that's. And. Sorry, finish your point. And then I think that's what's like escalating. So that's why there's so much shenanigans happening apart from COVID, instead of 2020, and potentially 2021, mm-hmm. because people are like so amped up and because. They're being amped up by either choosing a side and talk. They just, it's like a football. It's like almost football team ish kind of stance. Yes, I'm not. I'm not dashing yeah. football necessarily, but like, it's that kind of mindset that people don't really struggle. They don't forward think anymore. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I think that's the media as well to blame. Me, the media filters oh, yeah. out so many different things and like media is not people talk about the free press and all this the press isn't free like you just you you only need to look at who owns it i mean i don't know about america but i'm guessing it's very similar to the uk if not worse um Mm. in the uk it's mainly owned by white middle-aged like white billionaires who are probably right-wing so i'm guessing similar sort of situation going on in america as well if not worse so Mm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, um, media does play a huge role on this as well, and uh, definitely does like, because obviously, like, it depends as well what kind of what type of media you expose yourself to. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there is like, there's media that only has uh, a bias on the left, and media that has a bias on the right, or conservative yeah. labor mm-hmm. over here. So, of course, if you're only consuming labor media. All you know about the other side is all the terrible things you've heard and mm. vice yeah. versa as well, right? And like, mm. just hopping onto, uh, onto your point, Kyle, like, people, I think people don't have, I think, I think it's laziness, you know? I think people don't really want to think about, yeah. like, oh, maybe, like, am I wrong about this or... Or like maybe, oh yeah, maybe if I talk to this person without having already decided, like, oh yeah, like I've heard about people like you. So whatever you say mm-hmm. is like, you know, it's, what's this? Uh, it's already biased by, you know, these yeah. preconceived notions or things that I've heard about you, right? So whatever you say is just, it's colored in, in a color mm-hmm. I really don't want to see, for lack of mm-hmm. a better mm-hmm. metaphor. You know what I mean? So, like, I think we, we definitely need to try. <laughs> it's going to sound so cliche, but, yeah, we need to under, try to understand each other and also, like, you know, mm-hmm. use some more brain power to just, like, try to understand, yeah, like, I just other, think we need to talk other about complex. You know what I mean? We actually need to talk about race more. That's what, that's what, that's what it comes down to. We don't talk about it. What, what do you mean by that? 
we we need to talk about race and ethnicity and racial inequality more we see it as like an uncomfortable topic or like oh this is the race word oh this is all about that again like and i feel like we need to we need to actually have an open and honest conversation about it and actually talk about our experiences properly i think that's the only way we're gonna if we're gonna move forward that's the only way and instead of seeing it as a topic that's uncomfortable or whatever i think if as before if we're not able to openly talk about it we're never going to solve it yeah yeah that's that's definitely a good point and i think that's a big a, a large part of that is on uh the ethnic majority so white people and other people who aren't black and i think i think a lot of a lot of the responsibility lies on them because it's usually it's usually white people that find it uncomfortable to talk about <laughs> so yeah what why and plus the and plus the work of eradicating racism isn't on black people it it, it should be on white people and other because I know, I know like ethnic ethnic minorities in general like people of color in general are disadvantaged but there are certain there are certain advantages and there are particular experiences that for example i as a brown person would have that a black person won't have i mean colorism is a massive thing that exists in asian culture as well yep. um like the whole obsess like obsession with like fairness and all that so you know there's certain whitening therapy yeah, exactly. There's certain privileges that I have as a brown woman that a black person won't have. So I think it's it's being able to have those open conversations, recognizing each other's experiences and each other's privileges and disadvantages. That's the only way we're going to get through it. I think. Yeah. I think we we're already talking about it now. It's just that we're not really having any productive conversations yeah. about it. Uh, but I think we're only talking about it because we feel like we have to because of everything that's happened and that shouldn't well, be the case. Yes, yeah, so like yeah. now, now I feel like we, we don't really have a choice but to address the issue. But how do we do that, though? How do we actually have productive conversations about this? I think it starts off with just, like, leave, putting aside all your biases that you have, putting aside all the all the things you think you know and just like entering that sort of conversation with an open mind um i think that's the only way you're going to be productive about it because if you've got a preconceived opinion of what a certain i don't know a certain ethnicity or a certain group of people you're never really gonna i just don't think you're gonna really come to anything because you're already set in your ways so yeah. I think that, that on, would be Is that on both sides? Or? Yeah, both sides, both sides. Uh both sides I think. Probably more towards ethnic majorities, so like white people. But um I'd say it's both sides. Cause you essentially you want to come together. You like I understand that sometimes it is hard for white people to swallow as well to hear all the bad things that they've done and the privilege that they have because of their ancestors or whatever i understand it can be overwhelming for them to hear um so so yeah i get what you mean like it needs to be both sides because we we also need to be careful because some some people like 
they're not personally to blame for what's happening. They don't. Some some people genuinely aren't aware of their privileges, and I think yeah. I think there's a there's a way you have to go about that conversation rather than saying you are privileged and I am disadvantaged because of our skin colour yeah. and all this. Yeah. Especially if they're not aware of it, I think you. I think that conversation isn't going to go down very well. Yeah. But, but on that, that's it. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Really. I'm going to say on that same line. Um, like, yeah, it's. I, it just depends, really, on like how. Because some people are going to get defensive, saying, "Oh no, like, I, I didn't personally do that." Like, why? Lemon's like, "Oh, I like my ancestors didn't." Or like, they'll say their ancestors didn't. It's like, "Oh yeah, mine." It's kind of like people get immediately defensive because they think you're necessarily talking about them specifically or like you're projecting on them. Yeah, people take is, it personally. Yeah, it's like, no. Like, it's not you, but like you are part of that group. I'm not saying it's you, yeah. again, it's not it's you, but like it's, you have to kind of, it's sad that we have to take into account the feelings, but like, yeah, I guess it's, people will receive it in different ways. Some people are like, yeah, I know that I am from my husband may have like you know like definitely did this that and but it, it, it's one of the things that you have to kind of gauge how people respond some people are both it's like yeah i know my ancestors of like i drew to report just that and like just tell me what i can do to help some people like maybe they have the best intentions but depending on if you smack them with a hammer straight away they might get defensive yeah i think it also boils down to the way history has been taught as well like our curriculum is very eurocentric and very whitewashed so yeah you don't really hear about the true extent of everything and it's very it glorifies like the british empire and like um yeah like it doesn't actually go into everything that that, like you what do you even learn about the british empire you don't actually learn about all the like how they fucked over africa and um india you don't really hear about that that much it's all about like the the great British Empire and like Henry the Eighth and all that, but you know, they they don't actually teach you about colonialism. So I feel like it's the way history's been taught as well, and I think the history's deliberately been taught in that way because I feel like they don't want that guilt to be associated. Yeah, that's a it's that's like a, that's an interesting point. Let me just pause you on that and kind of do a, a bit of a rewind to the conversation that we need to have about like rest with other uh, white people, right? So let's say you're having a conversation with a person and then you point out their privilege. And then like you said, like some people don't really recognize their privilege or even if they have any privilege. So you're like, oh yeah, you have this privilege. And then you're like, oh yeah, your ancestors did this and that. And then the guy or the woman says, what are you talking about? I am Russian. You know what I mean? So is it like just assuming like, oh yeah, because they've got white skin, then they're obviously related to, you know, the British and the Arabs and the mm-hmm. the Portuguese, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think we need to, I don't know if it's, if it's going to be like radical empathy or like radical listening, but it, mm. it has to, it yeah. has to be some kind of radical Whatever it is, it has to have radical in front of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think like, we also need to come up with like more contemporary examples as well because obviously white privilege does come from like historically as well. But yeah, there's also there's also some privileges 
that people still have i don't know right now for example like, um, a black for example a black person being stopped and searched is something that won't really happen to a white person not as much anyway uh, yeah. an asian person being stopped at the airport but kyle did you go to prague with us yeah you did i got stopped at yeah. the airport Oh shit! Oh my god! I remember Mark, that. Yeah. On the way back, they they stopped me for a random drug test, and I was like, "What the actual fuck is going on here?" Yeah, and I do I, remember that. I was I like, "What?" You, I don't know if you remember, but in Prague, I was called the p-word. Wait, by someone in Prague, like random oh. tourists. Yeah, yeah. We were out on a bar call or something, and someone came up to my face and said the p-word. And uh, I can't remember who I was with at the time, but no one defended me. No one. Instead, everyone was just like, Pfizer, calm down. Pfizer, leave it. I was like, what the fuck's sake? What are you saying? I never found like Imogen. Like that phrasing right there. Well, actually, Imogen wasn't with me. I can't remember who I was with, but I was with one of the guys, chatting to one of the guys. And then he just come up and then everyone just kind of told me to leave it. No one was actually like... No one actually stood up for me and went, no, that's yeah. not okay, or kind of told him to F off or whatever. But when? I was like, what? So, so yeah, that happened in Prague. It's mm. just that like we need to come up with more contemporary examples of the things that, yeah. like, the, mm. the discrepancies between the experiences of white people and yeah. people of colour and black people. Because I feel like mm. if we talk too much about history, you might, like, you might lose some people because they're like, oh, well, that's relevant relative to... Yeah. Mm. They want, like, like content, yeah. even... Yeah. Like, oh, give me the example of now. Oh, I'm trying to think. I think, I think the, I think the more personal, the better. People relate to things, like personal mm. experiences, and I think that's the best way to pull heartstrings. And if you can tell a story with it as well, that mm. people buy stories. So I feel like mm. that could be one way. Go on, Kyle. Um, I was thinking about. No, something. I actually, I actually, no, it's, I think I told you about this the long because um, it was um, when I went to the butchers in near the Leicester market. Like, I didn't think of it too much. I actually didn't really think of it. I was like, uh, okay, cool. This is weird. I'm going to leave. But went to the butchers, like, local ones, um, you know, got my, got the meat and shows. I was like, yeah, this, this, this. And it's like, man, he tried like five different Asian greetings, like, ni hao, like all the different ones. And I'm like, it didn't click after until the third one. I was like, oh, I get what he's trying to do. And then I just told him, I was like, oh, it's actually this one. Told him, 